All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host this is lee's morning take with nick alberga and jay rosehill now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with rosehill 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Talk about a tone setter presented by Botano, Botano, excuse me, and Skip. It's the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rozo have another exciting show planned for you today. But Rosie, first and foremost, how jacked were you to watch last night's game? Uh, All in all, it was actually a bit more uh, exciting than I thought it would be. It was way more exciting. We had this on our calendar quite a while ago, and we thought, you know, that's pretty wicked to be playing these guys two games, uh, second last game of the season. And we were all like, well, it's going to be a throwaway game. Everyone's going to be in the press box, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we had to dress a lot of our players coming into it and then put a whole bunch of guys in the press box and totally mixed up our lineup. They had everyone in for Stammer's thousandth game. And they definitely came out trying to set the tone. Okay, we're going to bully these guys and, and just run through them physically. And I thought the Leafs matched that very well. Um, nothing was perfect, but I mean, they did not bully us. This team has got way more jam than the teams in the past. And just overall, for a, a throwaway game for two teams all locked up in the playoffs, that was one hell of an exciting, physical, entertaining hockey game. And surprise, surprise, who led the charge? The one and only, the human eraser, an assist shy of the Gordiao hat trick, including this scrap with Patrick Maroon last night. Break it down for us. 
Yeah, it was nice. I was talking to Luke. He said that guy feels kind of like a, a grizzly bear in his arms. He's a big, big, strong guy. But I think that uh, Patty was just trying to w look out for those left-handers of, of Luke and hold on. And it's always tough to get free when you start off in a scrum like that. But uh, Luke was trying to go on the offense way more than Pat. He got free, was smacking him around. Look at Patty just holding on, holding on. As big and strong. Is that the toughest guy they got? Look at our guy. Pure offense. Pure offense. And then Luke just tosses him down. I mean textbook stuff it's showing that whole organization that hey we got everything we need to match you there's your big guy on his back so love to see it then he then he follows up with the top titty clap bomb and it was just a great great look for luke shen again i can there's just not a chance in hell this guy isn't in for absolutely every single playoff game and he should be playing pretty decent minutes too i love him and mccabe on the back back end geo's gonna be back in there it's just a good look i'm i'm super confident and super excited going to the playoffs with this roster leadership with a capital l that's all i'll say remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the leafs nation 401 where you can subscribe on youtube if you haven't done so already additionally we're available wherever you find your podcast just search leafs morning take and don't forget to visit the leafsnation.com for the very latest on all things toronto maple Leafs thoughts comments questions or concerns Drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to them a bit later on in the show. By the way, we teased this last week. We didn't do Thursday's show, but this week we're happy to say, coming up in 10 minutes, one of Rosie's former teammates, former Leaf, current co-host of the Raw Knuckles podcast, it's Tim Stapleton. What should we expect, Rosie? Buster Buster, the Chicago man. Oh, I don't know. What do you expect from this guy? He's an absolute beauty everywhere he goes, but uh, he'll have a good perspective on things. And it's funny because he uh, his story with the Maple Leafs is very, very similar to the one Matthew Nyes is going through as far as being a, a standout in college and, and getting signed by the Maple Leafs and having your debut in that market. So it'll be interesting to pick his brain about that. All right. So looking forward to that in about five minutes from now. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. So I thought the result was inconsequential. That being said, the Leafs pull out a 4-3 victory against the Lightning. They take two of three in the season series. We saw two scraps, plenty of scrums, had that playoff feel. And as I mentioned, for a game that didn't matter, I was entertained. And on top of that, no Matthews, Marner, Giordano, and Samsonov. And what more can you say about Joseph Wall? 46 stops in that victory last night. Yeah, seriously, top to bottom, that team looked good, and it wasn't even our full team. I mean, we had our we had our massive stars sitting up in the uh, in the press box, and some of our leadership, and it was they had they had their whole team basically, and what that's what you're going to see in the playoffs is that roster right there, and they tried to throw the kitchen sink at at the Maple Leafs and and set a tone, especially physically, and I think the Leafs matched it just perfectly, and you know with Perry out there and Bunting, I mean. The only concern is like Bunting, you're not going to draw any penalties. He's got to learn that. Just play through shit. I mean, if he didn't fall on his back with his feet up at the raw at the rafters, sliding on his back as if uh, getting cross-checked in the back makes you spin onto your back with your legs over your head. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking obvious to see how silly that I is. Know. Stop diving, play through it, and you're going to get the calls because these guys hate you. They're going to come out and they're going to be doing that kind of stuff to you, and you're going to get the calls if you play through it, as you should. But um, I think he needs to play that physical role. And I love that he dropped the gloves with uh, Perry last night. 
And I think he's got to be ready to to get in there physically, but not go over over the line where you're going to be the one getting the penalty. And his line has moved back because of his reputation. So he's going to have to straddle it even, even more so and be more cognizant of it. But nonetheless, that aside, I mean, you look at McCabe blocking. Like, look at this. My legs are up in the rafters. I'm doing a... <laughs> doing a somersault spinny thing across the ice. Like it just doesn't happen unless you're trying to. And I would like it if he shed his gloves first and just started feeding his goddamn face with fists, man. Like you don't put up with that shit. If he's in your face, shed him and start feeding him, but don't try to win with this. Oh, there's a cartwheel thing or like, but I like everything after that. Like get Perry so goddamn good at being the agitator and straddling that line. He knows exactly where it is and it's, it's fun to watch. It's going to be a wicked series. And, Finally, this team, uh, the Maple Leafs team, is is well matched for the playoffs, and I, I just think they're the, the the better team, and they're going to have to prove it in a seven game series. But I'm very excited for this one. You know who played awesome last night, man? Ryan O'Reilly, and I know he got a hat trick earlier on in his tenure here so far with the Maple Leafs, but I thought that could have maybe been his best game as a Maple Leaf thus far. He was engaged, uh, went to the dirty areas, won some key draws, showed he can play that shutdown role. I was really, really impressed by the fact Daddy last night. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, man, he he's just, he's very noticeable out there. You notice him all the time, defensively, physically, offensively. He's got that leadership quality. He's in the scrums. He's kind of like that, he's kind of like that father figure out there where you like get yeah. behind him. He's going to lead the charge. He'll show you the way. And, and, and it's just such a nice presence to have on the ice. I thought he was fantastic. You look at McCabe blocking those shots, like absolute clappers in the third period, protecting a one goal lead in an absolutely nothing game. And I just love the jam on this team right now. They seem like they're gelling really nicely. And um, it's just, it's it's what we want rolling into the playoffs. The trade deadline has been successful. The Matthew Nyes addition, whether they use him or not, I'm sorry, man, but he has a presence out there. He is yeah. he is a force. He, he can jump in offensively. He can be down low. And I mean, from his first game to his second game, 
I, he showed drastic improvement. I mean, I'm sorry, like take everything else away. Like just, I tweeted the other day, if you're just in gym class picking a team and you have, you know, say those say four guys like the Kerfoots and the Acharis and the Lafferty's and, and Nyes, and you're just picking a player to be on your team. Fuck. He is, he is right up there, man. Cause he can be a force and a presence and he's not going to change the game. He's not going to take over the team, but he, he is a force and a presence and he can certainly help in the playoffs. So we'll see how they use him. Yeah. I think he's a difference maker through two games to say the least. And I think the best part was the quote after the game where he said, I hate this building. Of course he lost at Amelie arena in the championship game of the NCAA tourney uh, back on Saturday. And uh, any leaf who says they hate Tampa and Amelie arena is a winner in my books. But I, I thought there was that elusiveness a bit more to Matthew nice last night. And, it should go hand in hand with the fact that he played predominantly in the top six with some of the big boys gone. He got, uh, you know, considerable ice with with guys like Ryan O'Reilly and Willie Nylander, and that's going to pay off. I mean, when you're with skill guys, you can do your thing. And I really, really noticed that from Nyes from game one to game two, not to mention how much hockey he's played the last little while, the travel, the back-to-back. I think he handled it pretty well for against the Tampa team. I know the desperation level's not there, but the Lightning pretty much had their roster that they're going to field for game one next week. Yeah, that was a, I mean, unexpectedly, that was a big boy game. It was intense. It was physical. It was furious. There was some hatred there. And I mean, he, he stood out in it. He didn't shy away. He didn't look lost. It wasn't too fast for him. He what he's plenty strong enough. He can handle that puck. He understands hockey. I mean, experience is important, but it only goes so far. Some guys can supersede that by stepping up to big moments and big, big leagues. And I mean, he's an NHL player and he's going to be for a long, long time and six foot three, 210 he's a he's not the skinny little kid trying to find his way in the nhl sure there's going to be some growing pains and mistakes but not many he's a smart smart kid and we talked to him and he's got his head on his shoulders he knows what to do he's he already seems like a professional so again we'll see how they use him in the playoffs but hell i'd have trouble not putting him on the opening night roster i think that he is an asset regardless of his experience level Again, those are the major standouts for me. The tone setting, Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, Matthew Nyes, and of course, Joseph Wall becomes a bigger and bigger story. And I tweeted this out last night. It, it's going to make that Matt Murray to Arizona trade pending this offseason uh, a lot more easy to deal with, man. This guy's the real deal. We've seen enough. I've seen a, a large enough sample size to suggest Joseph Wall could have a future in the NHL. And that's great news because the Leafs haven't had a homegrown talent in a long, long time when it comes to a goaltending situation. So looking really good at a potential tandem next season. Even in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you just never know what's going to happen. Maybe we see Joseph Wall play in the postseason. But considering everything that happened yesterday with the goaltending situation, to come out to get the emergency recall or whatever it was to make 45 saves, pretty damn impressive. So, Rosie, speaking of the crease, we had a bit of a couple of updates from Kyle Dubas, who spoke yesterday, said Samsonov's dealing with stuff. Uh, for me, I think it's a bit of semantics, quite frankly, because they had to find a way to get Joseph Wall back up. So Samsonov didn't play yesterday. He isn't going to play on Thursday against the New York Rangers in the season finale. Um, Dubas didn't get into specifics, but that's all he pretty much said. He also said Matt Murray has a concussion, said he's progressing well, whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Murray's off the table. I'm sorry. Like, you can't even put him yeah. in. He can't. He can't find his way back in, into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And luckily, Wool is too damn good, and Sammy is way too good. That is the one-two punch going into the playoffs. I do, I do not think you'll see anyone in the lineup, nor should you, 
during that time. And I mean, with a head injury, you're going to have to find your bearings and blah, blah, blah. You could do that in November and January. You're not doing it now. I'm sorry, Murray. Like, you're going to get crashed into in the crease. And then what? Then you're out. Then we got to throw a cold guy in. Like, we're not risking that. And I mean, Wall looks poised. He looks confident. He looks calm. He looks like Sammy in there. And you look at other goalies that aren't are fighting it a little bit more. And and they're, they're scrambling and they're they're shuffling to the side and and they're looking around. And and Wall and Sammy just are back and forth. And these these big chances happen in front of them, and they just calmly slide over and get in front of it. And the whistle goes. And they're just a calming presence. I'm really impressed with Wool. Talking to our colleague Mike Maten- Mike McKenna. He is uh, very high on this kid, watched him grow up, knows him inside and out, and he's seen about a million goalies in his day, and he says this kid has got it all. And I think that the one-two punch of uh, of Sammy and him is is just fine considering the situation that we find ourselves in here. So any concern from what we've seen in the last couple of games where Samsonov's coming up lame a bit, uh, looks like a bit of a right. lower body issue, they didn't really get into specifics. Any concern with you? No, none at all. You got You got to petition to the nhl just to give you the emergency availability yeah. to get wall and they got to say that stuff he's fine he's uh whether he i, I don't think he likes playing back-to-back games or getting thrown in when he shouldn't be there and whatever he's going to take the week here to to heal up whatever it is there, there's no big injury but the fact that he says that it's just lip service to the nhl thanks for the emergency backup we really needed it no one needs to see a, a freaking ato get thrown in to a game like that can you imagine <laughs> Not good. Not a good look for the NHL. Not a good look for anybody. So I have no concerns about yeah. him. I think the one-two is going to be going in. I think they're going to be ready. I'm happy I hit the over yesterday. I did uh, did stress towards the over at six and a half at about three Eastern time yesterday because we thought some <clears throat> some random guy was going to play goal. So that changed in a hurry. We're happy about that. Anyways, I want to tell you about our new friends over at Skit, uh, Skip and Mitch's Dishes uh, using the promo code TLN15 in the Skip the Dishes app. You get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's dishes. Please note this offer is exclusive to Skip. Uh, additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. And Rosie, without further ado, we are going to get to our guest today. It's sort of like a home and home because you guessed it on his podcast, I believe, the other day back on Monday or was it Tuesday, whatever it was. And yes. now he's guesting on on our show, right? Timmy, Buster. I'm like looking up the Leafs <laughs> roster right now to see uh, just to try to get on the same page here. Uh, what's up, guys? Following? How are you, bud? No, I follow a little bit. I mean, I, I didn't hit the over yesterday in the, in the Colorado game, I, Edmonton, of course, but I'm a mush though. I lose everything. Um, so who are, you, going on, who are you watching these days? Who? What's your team? Do you watch any hockey? Are you a black? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's your deal? Uh, I watch uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg for sure. And then um, oh, yeah, I yeah. get just kind of with the kids. It's just like, you know how it is. It's like when they go to bed, I get the late games. Usually Edmonton. A lot of Edmonton. But oh, as yeah, far nice. as um, there's not really... You know, I'll watch, a, I'll watch a lot of games. I just don't – there's not one specific team I follow besides maybe Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. So, Timmy, take us through – I mean, you had a really successful college career, um, undrafted. You kind of had – did you have a few different teams to pick from as far as signing post uh, your senior year and, and to try to get to that pro jump? And you chose the Toronto Maple Leafs. What was that like coming out of college? 
Well, no, I I, I signed a, a PTO with Anaheim's farm team in Portland. And I don't okay. think like, I, I didn't want to do, I mean, I don't think I really wanted to do that. It was, it was there for nine games. It kind of hurt me because I just, I didn't really play well, but I also kind of was like, I should have just stayed at school. Um, but then I went to Finland for two years um, just because I didn't yeah. really have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you remember us being best friends. You remember my career, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Um, no, I, yeah, I went to Finland just because I, I didn't have anything besides a few East Coast League offers, which I wasn't opposed to. But I also at the time just, I don't know, I, obviously those leagues were a little bit more meat and grind and I just wasn't wanting to do that. So I went on a tryout to Finland. And at the time we had you know, in that league, Tuka Rask and, and Anti Niemi, all these first round goalies that were about to get picked. And um, I just kind of, that's where I got caught with, um, caught the eye of the Maple Leafs and I signed with them. Yeah, Timmy, that's I was right. going to ask yeah. you, and thanks for doing this, uh, a very, very crazy and chaotic hockey DB. Um, your favorite non-NHL place to play hockey? You played in plenty of them. Non-NHL, probably, probably Lugano, Switzerland. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a place that's, it borders, um, Milan, Italy. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's like a postcard. I mean, I don't know if you, either of you been to Switzerland, but it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy how, how nice it is. It's almost like fake, but yeah, overall, I think including the hockey and everything that's, that might be like top five places to play, like in all of hockey. It's, it's just pretty awesome. What about Magnitogorsk or Novokuznetsk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, those definitely were not the top five list. Um, it, you know what? The, the, the hockey in Magnitogorsk actually was really first class, but the, the you know both cities were. Um, I mean, guys had like permanent coughs on the team and stuff. You know, like it was just because the, the cities <laughs> would be like, yeah, no, seriously, like the city, like they had these big steel steel plants that just blew. You know, if the wind blew a certain way, it just blew everything into the city, and everything was like you know just dusted and black and. Um, it was pretty incredible to to, to experience. So, yeah. So yeah. I screwed that up. I forgot when I'm thinking it was my like first second year when I ran into you, but I forgot I'd been through the Tampa's thing. I get punched in the head quite a bit, so I remember <laughs> that now. And when I got to I got to the Marlies, and I was happy to see. I remember you texted me because I met you guys in like Syracuse, and I got a fight probably Morasty, and I'm all fucking nervous. And then I'm like, Timmy's on this team, and we kind of got reunited. And I remember you told me you're like, dude, I fucking played with the Maple Leafs the other night and like had the shootout winner and everything. And I was like, what was that like? And then as I went on with the organization, I kind of realized what that kind of meant. So what was that all about? Take us through your your first time putting that jersey on and how it all went for you. Um yeah, it was crazy. It was it was it was crazy because it was just like it was late in the season and they were mathematically out of the playoffs. And I remember at the time I was doing pretty well with the Marlies, but I uh, I was at dinner with my agent, Billy Zito, at the time, who's who's the GM of Florida. And we were just, I forgot what place we were at, some steak place. And the game, there was a game on. The Leafs were playing at home. We were, like, really close to, I think at the time, it's, I don't know what it's called today. They change the name all the time, but Air Canada Center or whatever. But um, And I remember we're watching the game. We're, we're ordering. I'm kind of like, I don't know, rightfully, I shouldn't be by any means doing that at the time, but I was like complaining, like, why am I not getting called up? Right. Cause it was just like, they, they, they weren't making playoffs and it was, you know, an opportunity for guys to get a chance. And he was like, you're going to get your chance. You're going to get your chance. And then like literally within five minutes, John Mitchell went down this, I'm watching this on the TV. And then they called me up and, and right there in the restaurant, they told me to go home, get a suit, 
you know, come back. I come, I, I got there as the team was coming off the ice from a shootout. First off, I was like wrestling with the security guard. I swear to God. <laughs> He like didn't believe I play. I was like, I'm a maple leaf. He's like, no, you're not, you know. And so, um, because you know how it is. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's changed, but like when you're playing on the Marlies, you're like the JV squad. Like, you don't like no one really knows. And then the moment, like overnight, it was like crazy um, to be a maple leaf. But yeah, the next day I was put in the lineup, and and all that went down, and kind of all happened so fast. But it definitely was a a, a surreal moment for for sure. You got any uh, good Jay Rosal stories? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, it, this is live, right? Definitely tell a couple, but I don't know, Rosie. I mean, what, what am I allowed to tell? I don't really, except like, like I said, he, he's a fireman today, right? Yeah. 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 Well, he did, <laughs> he did almost burn down our, our hockey house in college. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he, he, he lit a phone book on fire and then took off and and um we all like just kind of like came downstairs like we had we started using the fire extinguisher no one knew what they were doing no one knew what happened you know like it was just a big phone book back in the day those big phone books was just lit on fire in the middle of the living room and then rosie's darting out the door and uh yeah that was really it that was kind of like towards that was like at the end of the season right because then you left after that too right I don't know when that was. That uh, I remember just trying to keep a girl like, hey, over there. Out of here. You gotta sign me. Yeah, there, I just, there's a I just cute, cute Midwestern girl. I was trying to keep warm in that fucking house. You could throw the heat on once in a while. I was trying to build a fire to keep her on my side. But no, we had yeah. fun times. College was, um, yeah, it was, it's you know, obviously, unfortunately, you're only there a year, but it was a, it was a good year. And uh, you know, speaking of college, how how did that? I didn't see the game yesterday, but how did that nice kid play? Pretty good. Yeah, he looks good, man. Like to come out of college, he's he's a big body, and I've seen some of his college. He's just a power forward. No one can get the puck from him, and he's stepped right in. He's doing that, like just cutbacks in the corner on the half wall, protecting it. Uh, he's a big body, and then he can snipe and set up. Like he could easily have three points in his first two games. Uh, the guys didn't bury for him yesterday, and then he pretty much scored yesterday. It was on the goal line, and they knocked it in, so he gets his first point. But I am high on him after interviewing him. He's like, I'm like, how old is this kid, man? His head is on his shoulders. He fucking speaks well. You can tell he's like got leadership qualities, and he stepped right in, and I think he's ready to go, man. I'd play him in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's nice to see those college prospects like come out and not very often they can make an impact especially in the playoffs but we'll see man how old is he you know i'm yeah. i'm asking because i was like you know I, yeah 23 or something two or is it 23 or something is my guess younger yeah. yeah yeah i mean are the college kids coming out of college nowadays like a little bit like more normal like their age like i was a 20 year old freshman so you know when yeah. I, like my, like my yeah. first NHL game, I was like 27, and guys were like, "Hey, kid, hey, rookie." I'm like, "Dude, guys, I'm like older than everyone on the team," you know. But they, they're yeah, probably I think a little guys bit like him. I think they're a little more age appropriate. Yeah, they don't be unless they're red shirting or something like that. But yeah, young kid prospect, good draft pick, and I don't know. I think he's freaking ready, man. But uh, we'll see. It's a good time of year. We're pumped over here. Yeah, he looked like an absolute stud yesterday. I just checked. He's 20. I believe he still had two years of eligibility left, and I think he yeah. made the smart decision. I think he was ready for the NHL, and we'll see if he plays a role. I had to have you on and ask you about the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, fortunately, we've had Colby Armstrong on. We've had uh, Anthony Stewart, who I'm good buddies with as well. But I need to hear some tales from Phillips Arena, man. What was it like to be an Atlanta Thrasher? 
Um, it, it was it, it was awesome. Like we loved it because like yeah, you could hear like the guy like sneeze in section three hundred because no one went to the game. So like before the face off, you'd hear like people coughing. But we, we like as players though, we kind of loved. You know, we were like no one knew who we were. And it's a great city. Um, the arena was awesome. I, everything was first class. It's just, you know, I was unfortunate that we got sold. It made sense. But then you went from that to Winnipeg. So, you know, the biggest difference, you know, about Atlanta was just like you went overnight to like no one knowing. Like, I remember my family came to visit me in Atlanta and they, they were talking to the people at the hotel that they were staying at. They're like, we're here to see the Thrashers. And the guy was like, is that the lacrosse team? Like, they had no idea. And then it was like the next day, you know, whatever, you know, obviously next season, like you couldn't go to the grocery store. So it was kind of, kind of a, a, a big change, but, but I loved it. I know everyone on the team loved it. We had a, we had a great locker room. Um, but overall, like Atlanta was great for sure. I lived I with Anthony that, Stewart. Uh, so. Did you? I could tell stories about him, but I don't know. I, I want to remain friends. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's roast Stewie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. uh, I, I remember when they got to Winnipeg and that barn, I mean, we're like, well, how's this going to work? What is there, 14,000 in there? And probably the lowest before that's like 18,000 in Winnipeg. And it's like, man, how's this going to work out for Winnipeg? And that barn, I remember waiting in the tunnel for us to jump out and play them for the first time. And I was like, this is freaking unreal. Like, place was rocking it's small but so loud and absolutely standing room only for every single game and winnipeg was i think obviously a huge success moving there and they deserve a team so i remember that change well it was i was very impressed at how rocking that atmosphere was yeah it was awesome too like it was kind of one of those places there is one of those places that teams hate to go to right so that was yeah. kind of an advantage too because once you it was it was the best year of my life for for as a hockey in my hockey career for sure it was fun i mean and i had it easy because we were like welcome back and we it didn't matter if we won or lost right we were like they're just happy we we're back now i now i understand like if they're losing they get you know they can't like you know people are just like harassing them and stuff but i know in a, in a in a very loyal way but yeah you're right rosie it was it's been a huge success i think it's great they're back there and i was lucky enough to, to play a year there for sure it was like the opposite of what Vegas is now in the NHL. Uh, Tim, we'll leave it at that. I'm sure down the road we'll have you again. Uh, make sure everybody go check out the Raw Knuckles podcast. Of course, a former Maple Leaf among other squads. Tim Stapleton, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Basta. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you have a nickname for every person on the planet. Like I think you no, had a nickname his... for me three seconds in. Yeah, but that's his nickname. His dad gave it to him. Everyone calls him Buster, man. He's, uh, he's quite the cat. But, um, yeah, good to catch up with him. He didn't even talk about his fucking uh, shootout winner first game with the Leafs, but I guess he's being Mr. Modest, which is weird for an American like him. But uh, nonetheless, good to have him I love on. How your fate. I love how your face tensed up when he started to bring up that, that phone book story. You're like, oh, shit, where is he going with it? <laughs> I was saying on his pod last night, yesterday, I was like, dude, that was the first yeah. time I'd left home. I lived at home for, for junior yeah. and first time I was out of high school and I was free as a bird living by myself. And I friggin' had to, I ran a little, little too wild for a while there and mm -hmm. had to, had to really tighten things up to my normal self now. So learned a lot of lessons. Yeah, you've really tightened things up. I, I can um, uh, back that up. Uh, also, same thing, man. We all go through our growing pains in life. I had some moments at Fanshawe College in London, some stories I'll bring up at some point in time in the day here on this show. But nonetheless, the Botano wrap-up 
is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. So unfortunately, our bet yesterday was null void uh, because Mitch Marner didn't fucking play. So we're we're back on the yeah. saddle today. I gave you the reins, and you're looking at the San Jose Calgary game, right? Yeah, Calgary's in absolute shambles. I mean, their season's lost. I think the locker room is lost. I think the the coach is not sure about anything. And here's a, a nothing game for a couple of nothing teams at this point in time. And I don't know with the character that that team showed. I don't think the Flames. And it's my it's my next favorite team that I root for, man. But I mean, at the value, and I saw the value. I'm not sure if Patano's got it right now. Maybe it's closening up. But it was like plus 298 for the Sharks on a complete throwaway mm-hmm. game. I mean, hey, bet responsibly, but sprinkle a little something on those Sharks tonight because I think the Flames have packed it in. So a couple things to look at in that game. Not that I'm going to go against your play, but it sounds like Matt Coronado, a college prospect, is going to make his debut for Calgary. And Dustin Wolf, who should have been there from a long, long time ago, is going to play in between the pipes. So don't overlook that as well. Maybe the odds are that way for a reason. And would it shock you at all if Calgary wins a game they shouldn't win? Probably not. And San Jose, as we know, is still vying for Connor Bedard. But that is your Botano play of the day right there, courtesy the one and only Jay Rosehill. Rosie, as we look at the chat, hot and heavy as per usual. Sean Wright said, nice thumping Shenner put on Maroon. Hopefully Cooch is next. That Kucherov plays some serious bite, doesn't he? Like, I love his game, man. Yeah, he seems like a hell of a teammate, man. And he's a Stanley Cup champion for a reason. He's got, I mean, he took a dumb penalty that cost him the game last, uh, yesterday. And I mean, if they're going to, if their MO is going to be to bully us, then, hey, you stand up to it and you do what you got to do and you finish your checks and you get in the scrums and you drop your gloves when you have to. But if they're going to be doing all that tripping you after the thing, fuck, let them parade to the box and, and have our power play take them apart but the last thing we want to do is is get undisciplined and get into a get into a match where we're going to show them that we're going to bully them and then you're doing all this extracurricular shit you're not used to and you're going to be praying to the penalty box and you do not want them on the power play constantly because they'll make you pay so you know let them do that they're going to be the ones reeling they're going to be the ones behind the eight ball they're going to be the ones trying to figure out you know what they can do extra to uh to get under the skin of the maple leafs and i think we just need to stay in control and and match them but then take it to them when they act stupid i mean their best players like kucherov last night are are doing some extra stuff that's costing them so nonetheless they got a lot of good players can't underestimate them but i mean i think that we should be in control in this series and, and we got to prove that yeah that's important to bring up to uh tamp at eight power plays last night so discipline will be a factor and the majority of those calls were were calls and should have been calls and were called that way and i wonder if the officials are going to be on high alert last night knowing that was sort of a dress rehearsal for what's to come next week in the stanley cup playoffs james writes in good morning from scotland boys what's up james john cooper says they weren't bothered about winning last night he said there was no intensity how about that uh frank writes in good morning looking forward to tim stapleton hope you enjoyed that interview he was a a slick talent in the nhl or the ahl you're right on that front Uh, gary writes in the bolts are weak below their net Toronto was dominant most of the night. Am I the only one who noticed it? I don't think uh, you were because Rosie actually brought that to my attention during the show, right? Yeah, they just, I just, I liked the game. It was intense, man. They were in control and top to bottom. I mean, I was just pleased with it. And and then that's not even considering in the fact that look who we had in the press box and and that was their full team. So it's a positive thing. And I, I mean, I just can't friggin wait for next week we got one more game to chisel through here and then and then it'll be firing with real bullets here so 
we've been waiting all year for this, man. I'm starting to get pumped, like mm-hmm. maybe a little bit too pumped. I'm going to be in my basement turning this thing on. And when that puck drops and it's the fucking playoffs in the first round, Leafs lightning, it's, it's a long time coming. Yeah, I'm with you on that front, man. And as somebody who's been covering this team on a yearly basis, I've been waiting 365 days for this series to go down again, man. After the disappointment yet again last year of losing in Game 7, I'm very, very looking to see or excited to see what happens over the next two weeks. Just to wrap, Prescott 910 writes, Boys, take the under tonight. Dustin Wolf making his debut, as I mentioned. Coronado and Wolf both confirmed tonight. So take the under if you're looking at that game. Super strict 9. Maroon didn't even throw a punch in that fight. LOL, fake tough guy. I, I wouldn't go that far. I think he knows his job and he knows his purpose out there and he plays with Jam. He actually had a goal called back last night. Great uh, review by the Leafs. And lastly, Luke writes in, Jay, any advice on firefighting? I messaged you on Instagram. So Rosie, look out for that. Um, oh. Message number one, do not let your phone book on fire though, right? Yeah, <laughs> put, put, put them out. Don't start them. That's, that's number one. <laughs> Anything in life for that matter. So, Rosie, we'll leave it at that. Some housekeeping notes first and foremost. If you're watching here on YouTube, smash that like button first and foremost. Pump us up. Subscribe as well at the Leafs Nation 41. So you're not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, we'll have another uh, edition of Three Hits with Rosie setting up that game, the finale against the New York Rangers. But coming up on Friday, Rosie, we're going to do an all-encompassing preview of that first-round series. We'll look at everything involved in the matchup between the Leafs and the Lightning. So we'll talk on Friday, okay? I love it. We'll see you then, man. And I'm hoping the schedule comes out in the next 24 to 48 hours so we can map out what we're going to do next week. But for that, we're going to leave it there. Many thanks to Tim Stapleton as well as producer Alex. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga, and thanks to you watching and listening right now. Take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details